What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. I am promoting it. We are promoting it. It's Friday. It's 5 o'clock. Our good buddy Sam Pittman says it's time for a, a, a cold beer. And we're going to have some Red Solo Cups going tomorrow night. So That's cool. cool. And, um, you know, we talked about them doing that. It makes a ton of sense. I don't know why they don't just continue it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they will. This will probably be um, 6 p.m. tip with as many people that will be there. Uh, I'm sure some people might buy one or buy an extra one more than normal because of the Red Solo Cup. It might be the most beer they've ever sold at a basketball game before with everything going into tomorrow night's game. That wouldn't surprise no me kidding. if that ends up happening, you know? No kidding. Should be fun. Yeah, um, I don't want to take away from that, and we can definitely get into it next segment, but hat tip to Sean for uh, telling me this is out, but we have our first over-under win total for OU next year in the SEC. Really? Yeah. Uh, this is via FanDuel. Want to guess as to what it is? Uh, of course I want to guess yeah. as to what it is. Hang on. I'm pulling up the schedule so we you can – You don't know uh, it by heart? By not, not SEC ready if he doesn't have I know the it by heart. by heart. I just want to look at this thing and, I mean, let's turn this into something here. You don't want me to just blurt out a number and then you give me the number and we're done with it. Let's talk about this yeah, a little bit. as if I'd allow that to be the conversation. Um, let's see. We're going to win our three non-conference games. Well, there's four, but okay. We are going to win our four non-conference games. We will beat Tennessee at home. We will beat South Carolina at home. We will... We will beat Auburn. We will beat Texas. We will beat – we'll win 10 games. Okay. Um, the original question – But the over-under is – Yeah. I'm looking at it. The over-under is going to be seven and a half. No, that's way too high. Way too what? high. Yep. They have OU's over-under win total at six and a half. <laughs> six and a half, the disrespect. That means all OU would have to do to hit the over on the over and a half, or on the six and a half, win, win your four non-conference game. games and go three and five in league play. Yeah. OU could lose every single SEC road game next year, but if they just win all their home games, they would hit the over next year. Wow. What did so? How many did they do? All everyone in the SEC except Texas. I don't know why. Oh they, gosh. Well, because the only it's, one I care about. It's thirteen and a half for Texas. I'm sure. Um, let me see here what the rest of the SEC is. Bama's at nine and a half. Oof. Arkansas's at five and a half. Auburn is at six and a half. Florida's five and a half. Georgia's at ten and a half. Kentucky six and a half. LSU nine and a half. Mississippi State, four and a half. 
Missouri, nine and a half. OU, six and a half. Ole Miss, nine and a half. South Carolina, five and a half. A&M, eight and a half. Tennessee, eight and a half. Vanderbilt, two and a half. So OU has the same win total as Auburn and Kentucky. Lower by two games than Texas A&M and Tennessee. And lower by three, three games than Ole Miss and Missouri. And in Alabama. And LSU. So Woo. OU will have one of the – they'll be on the lower end of win totals next year, according to FanDuel. Woo. I'm just um, – if I had the opportunity to bet on this right now, I would. Um, I'm going over the six and a half. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I understand the challenge next year's going to be. I get it. OU's not going to. OU's going to win at least seven games next year. I feel pretty strongly about that. I'm just trying to figure out. That that's crazy to me. I mean, all you have to do is win all of your home games next year and the over hits. Don't have to win one game on the road. That's wild. Absolutely wild. I don't know I, if I'm trying to think of what I – I probably would – I would have guessed seven and a half. Is that what you guessed, what the over-under yeah, actually was? seven and a half. I probably would have guessed seven and a half. Yeah. But six and a half, that's pretty surprising. That's crazy to me. Boy, the over the over better hit or we'll have some fascinating conversations in a year's time. What did what was Tennessee's nine and a half? Tennessee's was hold on one second here. Tennessee's was eight and a half. Eight and a half. Huh. That's interesting. Well, uh, I <laughs> if we were standing at a sports book right now, I'm um, however much cash I have, and I'm going to go to the ATM after that. I'm not putting the house down on it or anything, but I I definitely bet some money if we were standing in a sports book right now. What would you how how would you bet this thing if we had that opportunity? Yeah, I'd bet it. Yeah. Now I'm I'm looking at Tennessee's schedule. Uh, it's way easier. Chattanooga, NC State, Kent State, uh, at Oklahoma, at Arkansas, Florida. I mean, I guess there's. I mean, there's a wide range in in how difficult some people's schedules are. Like, I keep going back to Missouri. Missouri's schedule is. That's why they're at nine and a half. Sure. It's it's the it's the easiest schedule you could have possibly come up with in in the SEC. Uh, ours is not, but it's not. It's not the the most brutal you could have come up with. Yeah, it's pretty but, difficult. But, but what they think about OU schedule, and I, I've seen a lot of people think that OU has the second toughest SEC schedule outside Florida. Based off last year's results, yeah, it might be, but this is a new year. I think that that six and a half number, as low as it is, they are heavily factoring in what they think or how tough they think OU's schedule is going to be this year. Right. Yeah. I, I think uh, – would you say Alabama's was nine and a half, right? Uh, yeah, the lowest it's been, and, jeez, who knows how long. Yeah. Alabama is I, – I think there's a, a 
a pretty solid chance we win more games than Alabama. I mean, they've got a new coach. I know they still got great players, but they got a new coach. Um, and maybe he shocks me and he's, you know, just they're unbelievable, but their schedule is they're at Wisconsin in the non conference. They got Georgia. Uh, they're at Tennessee. They got Missouri. They're at LSU. They're at Oklahoma. Uh, Auburn, the last game of the season. Um, you know, I guess the, the interesting thing about our schedule is we don't have we don't have any uh, like outside of the non-conference. We don't have any gimme games anywhere. You know. Um. Yeah. I. I don't think South Carolina is going to be great, but right. I'm, I'm judge like for what OU's been playing. That's still a pretty good like that's that would still be upper end of talent of teams that OU's played here recently. Right. So okay, I'm 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 good with that. I'm good with that. But I keep going back to OU only would only have to just win all of the home games to be to hit the over on this. They're going to be a, they're going to be favored in their four non-conference games. I think they'll be favored against South Carolina. Like there may be a chance that they're favored in all of their home games this year. I definitely yeah. think they could be favored against Tennessee early in the year. And if Alabama takes that step back that we think they might, and OU's in a pretty good spot, they they could be a favorite against Alabama at home at towards the end of the year. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I think that that is. Six and a half is – that's expecting the worst out of Oklahoma, which, you know, it's frustrating that that's, that's the national perspective right now. But I keep going back to this. We earned it. Plain and simple, we earned it. Absolutely earned that. To be going to the SEC – uh, having won, I don't know how many Big 12 championships, who cares, I owned this conference for two decades, and we have absolutely zero respect right now uh, in the media. I, I don't know what coaches think and, and, and how they talk, but within people that cover the sport, zero respect. Yeah. And we earned that by losing games that we had no business losing over the last two years. I find it weird that Texas is the only SEC team that doesn't have an over-under released, which I'm sure they're going to be at 9.5. Yeah. Maybe, dude, they may be at 10, actually. They're at, what are they? be high. They're at Michigan. They're uh, Georgia at home, OU in Dallas, at Arkansas, at A&M. Their number might be 10. They might have the second-highest win total right behind Georgia. Yeah, well, of all those games you just mentioned, I counted one win in there. So, <laughs> it may be 10, but they ain't hitting it. You Oh, so, I well, I mentioned at Michigan. I mentioned yeah. Georgia at home. Yeah. I mentioned OU in Dallas, at yeah. Arkansas, and at A&M. Which, yeah, at Arkansas. Oh, you think they're losing at A&M? Well, who's the one that's going to have all the pressure going in there, on the road, in that place? It's going to be crazy, and that would be the – I'm not suggesting that A&M is going to be any good. 
I'm just suggesting that they're going to be. I'm just suggesting that they're going to be good yeah. on that day. They may salvage. They may throw away the entire season, the first eleven games, just to just to be at their best for that one. That's what I'm telling you. So, like, I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, though. Like, this stuff is frustrating to me that we get no respect. But again, we earned it. 918, I'm going to Vegas and betting the house on that. E Freaky from Illinois says, no disrespect taken. That's easy money, baby. Uh, well, I, I mean, maybe it's easy money. We better hope that we rise to the occasion because if we, if we take the same football team that, you know, was blowing leads and losing to teams that they had no business losing to, uh, Kansas, Arizona, Oklahoma State, and I know people are going to say, like, well, that, you know, that was a good Arizona team. I don't care what people think of that Arizona team. We should have beat the hell out of that team. We were about to beat the hell out of them. The game was over, and we rolled over and died. For the rest of the offseason when that game's brought up, I will say, well, Teddy, Arizona was a good team. (laughs) Just to feel you rage yeah. from the other side of the mic. All right, and I'll give you that they were a good team. We still should have run them off the field, and it should not have even been close. Johnny H. says, sounds like we'll be the underdog in five to six games. 405, OU has struggled to win games they are supposed to, hence the low expectations. That's right. 918, is Teddy willing to bet his firecracker money on the over? No. 806, all you have to do is win all your home games? You say that like it should be relatively easy. Unless I'm mistaken, they play Alabama at home next year. While I do agree six and a half is way low, stop with the winning all your home games is somewhat close to a given. It makes me nervous. I'm not saying it's a given. I just can't remember another year where all OU had to do was win every game in Norman and they would hit the over on an over-under win total. Yeah, That hasn't been the number in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I hopefully there's a different level of of seriousness and attention to detail. And I mean, we just we flat out cannot be the team we've been the last two years. And I, if we are, I don't know what the win win loss number is going to be. Five eight zero. You could win a you could win a lot of these games, but you could lose every single one of them. Yeah. SEC games. Five eight zero, and we earned it by also dropping every national title game since two thousand, and Louis losing every playoff game we've played in. Miss R and Norman, my guess is FanDuel is basing a large part of their expectations on how Jackson Arnold played in the bowl game. Yeah, which is stupid, but I mean that definitely buys into it i mean i i to take to take all of your expectations on what a team is going to be the following year based off of how a true freshman played in a bowl game seems ridiculous for a uh a place that accepts wagers that is uh reckless 
Jason Spring Hill. I bet on DraftKings all year. Was gonna make, was going to try a new one this year. I guess I will go claim them free monies on FanDuel. Thanks, gents. Several laughable totals. Give them hell tomorrow, y'all. Booma. Sell your DraftKings stock. They may tank the entire company on that one uh, off-season win-loss total. Camo Sooner says, so after what I'm hearing when I'm in Vegas in April, I'll bet OU to win it all. You won't have uh, – by the that, – that one, I bet, changes pretty quickly. The six-and-a-half total? Yeah. When is the last time you were able to bet preseason – Seven wins to win the uh, season win-loss total for Oklahoma. 1999. May have been 2000. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, with those three tough games and at, yeah, I bet they were around seven and a half, maybe eight in 2000. But I bet 99 was, if, if not 2000, then 99 was the last time. Hell, maybe six and a half would have hit the over on that year. Yeah. Um. It's uh, that's wild that it's that low. Does it make anyone else a little nervous? <laughs> I feel confident about it too, but it's like, oh, jeez. It doesn't make me nervous. It makes me pissed. It makes me mad all over again about the games that we've lost the last couple of years. What's uh, ooh, OSU's is six and a half as well for next year. Wow. I mean, oh, I, I did look at their schedule. I don't remember it off the top of my head, though. They, um, Utah at home at Colorado are a couple of their highlights. Yeah. Huh. But no Texas over under. Fascinating. What's USC's? USC's is seven and a half. Yeah. Ohio State's is ten and a half. Michigan Woo. is nine ten and, and a half. How do you like betting that over under win total? No thanks. Jeez. Michigan's nine and a half, and I'm gonna look at Oregon and Dylan Gabriel. Oregon's at ten and a half next year. Dang. Yeah. That's wild. All right, quick timeout. Keep hitting the text on six five one three four three nine. We'll be back. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's sooner news and talk you want. It's right here, all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay caught up with weekly schedules and highlights. KREFSports.tv, your home for Oklahoma high school sports coverage. The Rush on the Ref taking you home on a Friday. Tyler Vacoma, Teddy Lehman, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. In case you're just now joining us, FanDuel has released the first over-under win total for OU next year that I have found. And here's OU's win total along with some other SEC schools excluding Texas. Alabama's win total is 9.5. Arkansas's is 5.5. Tell me, as I read these off, find one, by the way, a non-OU one that you really like for an over-under. Bama at 9.5, Arkansas at 5.5, Auburn at 6.5, Florida at 5.5, Georgia at 10.5, Kentucky 6.5, LSU 9.5, Jeff Levy and Mississippi State at 4.5, Midzoo at 9.5, OU at 6.5, Ole Miss at 9.5, 
South Carolina at five and a half. Tennessee at eight and a half. A&M at eight and a half. Vanderbilt at two and a half. Uh, Me likes a and under. I haven't seen what A&M's schedule looks like, and because the the non-conference stuff is getting so much better, you have to go and check people's non-conference now. Yeah, to make I sure. just it, it's hard for me to think that A&M's going to be a nine-win team next year. Is I mean, without knowing their schedule all the way through, I just I don't know. I don't uh, I don't see a nine-win. They open up with Notre Dame. That's a it's um, does Notre Dame usually don't they usually play on do they play on that Sunday usually or am I thinking the of something else? Labor Day Sunday? Yeah. No. Um they played the game in Ireland last year, the week zero game. But the past two years it's been LSU and Florida State who play on that Sunday. Dude, A and M schedule is easy. Well that's that's fine, but they ain't winning so, nine games. I know, I know. They got Notre Dame. Then they have McNeese at Florida, Bowling Green, Arkansas, Missouri at home, at Mississippi State, LSU at home, at South Carolina, New Mexico State, at Auburn, Texas. They don't play Alabama. They don't play the best team on their schedule is Missouri and Texas. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair about the schedule. I could just – still, though, I could see them going to South Carolina and losing. I could absolutely oh, see sure, them sure, going sure. to Auburn and, and, and losing, you know. Hell, like Mississippi State's going to put at least one game together in the SEC. It's probably going to be to A&M out in Starkville. Yeah. Yep. And he might do a nice job there, Mike Elko. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just – in year one, with all the transition, I don't, I don't think they're rolling off a nine and three in the first season. Man, I may be a, I may be a buyer on Mississippi State over four and a half. Oh, uh, that's the one you like out of all the ones I listed. Well, they got Eastern Kentucky. They're at Arizona State, Toledo, Florida. They're jet sweep their way to five wins next year and hit that over, baby. Well, I. They got some, they got some winnable games in there, man. That's it. I can't believe Mississippi I, State over four and a half is the one you like out of all the ones I mentioned. It's just so hard. I don't. I mean, the schedules are so wildly different. I have to go into every single team <laughs> and we have and another, look at them. And we have another portal cycle still to go. You know. Yeah. Which I don't I, think that's going to be as active as. The previous portal cycle. Well, hell, this portal cycle is still going on because, right. uh, well, I mean, Alabama. those teams had, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Michigan, Alabama, now UCLA's, well, I guess, will technically what be open, say. right? Yeah, what about UCLA? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, man. It's so hard. I I don't know who the quarterback's going to be at South Carolina. I uh, you know, Tennessee's got a freshman at quarterback. Uh, these You have to go into each schedule because we're so used to – we played in the Big 12 so long to where every single team played the entire conference. 
that it was way easier to just kind of rattle off what you think teams are going to do because everyone played the exact same schedule. Now, I guess it was different home and away, but, you know, you played the exact same teams, and now there's such a wide range. Like, you may have a team that's got the most difficult schedule in the country and a team that's got, you know, the – the easiest schedule in the conference, and the difference between those two are massive. And, and when it's divisionless in the SEC, schedule is absolutely going to matter when it comes to the two teams who play for the SEC championship year in and year out. Oh, of course. And I don't think that we're going to be in the eight conference games, one seventh. I don't think that we're going to be like that forever. But I don't think that they're going to go to divisions anytime soon either. So it, it's just it's going to be wild how they find the two teams for the SEC championship. Guy from Parts Unknown says, reading through the schedules is a reminder of how stupid divisionless football is. How do you how do you finish higher slash lower in the standings than a team who played a completely different schedule? Yeah. I, it's a great question. It's a great question. I don't know. And I, you could very – you could very likely in the first year of this thing have a team that everyone knows is not nearly as good as a team that everyone knows deserves to be in, but the schedule they played are sure. I'm sure it'll be a mess. Massively different. Yeah. I mean the Big Twelve even got into a mess last year. Yeah. Right right? And they right. Big Twelve had to essentially change the rules. Or re-clarify the rules a, a couple of weeks to go. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, I'm sure it'll get messy in the SEC. Christian Chicago says bookmakers aren't dumb. The majority of SEC and Big 12 think OU will get crushed. They want that money when they take the under. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a lot of suckers out there and everyone in the SEC thinks Oklahoma's going to be awful and that's the case and there's going to be a ton of money on the under i i i just can't imagine i can't imagine anyone taking the under on a you know we were a 10 win team last year we're 10 and 3 we beat texas does anyone i don't does that did that game happen did we beat texas last year does anyone remember that i don't think so um in a neutral site Neither team has an advantage at all. 50-50 in the crowd. We beat them. Uh, yet, we've got a six-and-a-half win total, and theirs is going to be nine-and-a-half at a minimum. So, and I'm not suggesting that everything is, like, we should be a nine-and-a-half win total. I'm not. Like, our, if we don't win... Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, nine is the minimum amount of games that I that is yes. okay with me. That's I, I, it. Dude, That's I the agree. Minimum. Because if we're any sort of right that this is going to be the best defense they've had in a while, then yeah, with the best defense that OU's had in a while, and I know that's not necessarily the highest bar, but that should still be good enough to beat teams like Ole Miss and Missouri and South Carolina, and some of these other SEC teams on your schedule. Should be, man. Yeah. That's right. They got a lot to prove. I 100% agree with that. 
Lots of prove, a lot of things to end. Got to play better on the road. All of that is accurate. What else is accurate? I'm with you. They should at least win nine games next year. I guess, you know, one of the things that we kind of forget, like if you're an outsider and you're looking at Oklahoma, Oklahoma lost Dylan Gabriel. Okay, when Dylan Gabriel left, the young freshman that came in, Jackson Arnold, we all know what happened in the bowl game when we lost that bowl game. But if you're an outsider, you also say, oh, they lost Jeff Levy, right, who's now a head coach in the SEC. Like, that's a tough replacement. I think it's Jet Levy, but yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they lost their defensive coordinator. If you're on the outside and you don't know what you're looking at, they lost their defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, quarterback, like, it appears to be that you lost a whole bunch. But we know defensively, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Ted Roof, who I think is a good coach, but we don't lose any continu- continuity at all defensively. Okay, um, And on the offensive side, it's really the same thing. You don't lose any continuity on the offensive side either. Um, and, you know, you're, you're going to be better at, most position groups, probably offensive line in question, quarterback in question, but defensively better across the board. You think everywhere? We, you think we feel um, a little bit? And I don't know that we can be worse at kicker, so <laughs> should be an improvement there. Never too. challenge worse. That's you were doing so uh, well, Chad, doing so well until that. Um, Chad's right. You think some of us feel bad about the over under six and a half? I wonder how sick Nebraska fans feel right now. Their over-under is to finally make it to a bowl game, six and a half. OU's got the same over-under as Nebraska next year. Sweet. Yeah. Hey, I I caught the end of you guys yesterday saying something about Herb Street and Riola. I've got audio of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about that next. Okay. All right, good deal. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got a couple of segments left on a Friday. Stay tuned. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. There are trucks, then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the. Sean the Ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. We'll give our final picks coming up next segment. But you asked about the whole Kirk Herbstreet controversy. It felt like a controversy yesterday. It's died down pretty substantially. But um, Dylan Riola was committed to Georgia at one point. Five-star quarterback. And then his dad, former Nebraska center Dominic Riola, was on a podcast and he was talking about the time that Herb Street called him when news emerged that his son was considering flipping his commit from Georgia to Nebraska. I guess Herb Street called him and, according to Dominic, was like, oh, man, I I love Matt Rule, what he's doing there. He's got to do that. And I'll let Kirk Herb Street, he was on with Feinbaum yesterday, tell the rest about uh, what actually happened during that conversation. I, of course, did not. Nebraska 
and try to tell anybody not to go to Georgia. That's the most ridiculous thing that anybody would do. But I did compliment Matt Rule. If I'm guilty of anything, I said that Matt Rule is a good coach. And he's a good man. So that's that. The, the controversy, I feel like, is kind of ended at this point on that whole front. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I. Um. You know. I'll tell. I'll, I'll admit. I told Dom a long time ago that not that he cares what I think, nor should he, but. I, I tried to convince him a long time ago that Nebraska was better than than Georgia. Um, Not at football. Just a better no. spot for him. Yeah. It's a better spot. You know, it's just Georgia. Georgia was probably, they may have been the best team in the country last year again. And. A lot of people don't even know who their quarterback was, and he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Well, how about the guy that won him two national championships? That's right. It's exactly what I'm saying. The, the standard is so high there right now that you're destined to fail. And even if you do pull it off and win a championship, right? what's it going to matter in the grand scheme of things? Um, I, just because of the timing of it. Yeah. But the... You go to Nebraska and take him to a bowl game, you may have a damn statue there now. Yeah, I mean, the, the opportunity right? is ripe for, especially someone with yeah. the last name Riola, but a quarterback to bring them back to any sort of relevance. There's, yeah, you'll be a legend there. The opportunity is there, and, you know, it's just, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a better environment to, to play college football in. And here's the beauty of it. If you don't like it, guess what? Under the current rules, you just transfer. That's the beauty of it? Hmm. The beauty of it for I mean, him, maybe, not the beauty of for it for him. Sport. I mean, at the moment, it's like just go where your heart is, and if you've got an opportunity to go do something special somewhere, like that's ultimately what you're going to remember. I mean, the talent, all that's going to rise to the top. He'll be fine when it comes to going to the NFL. The team he plays for in college will have little to no bearing on what happens with him in the NFL draft. I said we'll uh, pick the Super Bowl next segment. Let's just do it now <laughs> so we can do a whole uh, OU hoop segment, maybe throw in some yeah. softball before we get out of here. I want to pick San Francisco so bad. And honestly, I'm really tempted to do so because everyone is on Kansas City, yet the line still favors San Francisco. We got some text talking about, well, hey, Vegas knows what they're doing in situations like this. They're not giving out free money. I agree with that. I feel, I, I feel I'm being pulled San Francisco's direction because you know what happens in a big game like this when often 75% of the money is on one side. Yeah. But I can't go against Patrick Mahomes at this given point. Kansas yeah. City 23, San Francisco 21. 23-21. Mm. What a score. Thank you. Um, if you play Super Bowl squares this Sunday, try to find that three and one. That's that's a winner. Yeah. Um, I think the 49ers win the football game 21-20. Dude, we both got low-scoring games. What's the over-under on I, this well, bad boy? I don't know. I think it's going to be really low-scoring. 
47 and a half is the over-under. Yeah. I think it's going to be played super conservatively by both teams. Um, I think I think the 49ers are, you know, the Kansas City's defense is really good. They don't want Brock Purdy having to make a bunch of tough throws into the really good coverage that Kansas City has. Going to be heavy run game. Um, you know, they're going to find quick, easy ways to get the ball to their playmakers that don't require, you know, seven-step drops and pushing the ball downfield. There'll be some of that, you know, I'm sure, just to keep them guessing a little bit. But I think a lot of it's going to be played relatively conservatively from San Francisco on offense. And on the flip side, I I think, you know, Kansas City has really kind of struggled offensively. I think they're going to try and run the football a lot. I do. Run the football and try and create some plays, I'm sure, with Travis Kelsey at the tight end spot. But I don't know. I just think the way the matchup works, it lends itself to a low-scoring game. Could be wrong. Could end up in a in a shootout back and forth. You never know. I think both teams are capable of that because, you know, Mahomes obviously and the 49ers have a great offense with skilled players coming out of their ears. So, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a shock if it was – a game where you saw some points. It just feels like a game that's going to be played tight and conservative early. Let me see what the past Super Bowl halftime shows have been here recently because I'm I'm pretty good with the uh, Ursher this year at halftime. U S H E R R A Y M O N D. Last year we had Rihanna. Year before it was Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. The weekend in 21, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez in 2020, Maroon yeah. 5 in 2019. Yeah, okay. Usher, uh, down. We'll watch it. Should be pretty good. Did you see that he doesn't get paid anything to do it? No. Is that is that a normal thing or is that? A- yeah. So I guess Apple, I think, I could be wrong on this, but I feel, I feel like this is Apple gets $50 million for the rights to the halftime show. And the artist usually who does it does it for free because, like, the back end and oh, the – Oh, dude, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I, you got to think that as soon as he comes out, like, everyone in the country is going to start downloading his songs and, and everything. Or illegally and, pirating them off the Internet. Yeah. He's probably going to – go on tour afterwards and so i guess like the money to be made is after the performance now the super bowl halftime moment i think we all remember maybe more than any other janet jackson and justin timberlake but man i the tom petty halftime show uh back in 2008 was that the uh the giants patriots super bowl god what a great halftime show tom petty yeah and how about in 2003 when Shania Twain and No Doubt were the halftime performance? Really? Yeah. I don't remember that I one. I don't either, but wow. Was that the uh, Carolina Panthers? Were they in that Super Bowl? That was not. That was the following year. That was in Houston. Okay. Um, this one was. Tampa Bay then, right? Yeah, maybe. This one was at Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. Tampa and Baltimore, maybe? All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap this show up next. Stay tuned. 
It's the dead of winter, but that doesn't stop the rush from bringing you the sooner football talk you want. Catch Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 right here on The Ref and worldwide on the KREF app, the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Someone is crying themselves to sleep. Knowing the signs is the best way to prevent bullying. Please just leave me alone. Learn the signs at sandyhookpromise.org. You know, well, I'm a chicken fried. A cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio. Into the weekend we go. It is the rush on the ref. And a Sooner Jet says yes. It's ice cold Pacifico time on a Friday night, boys. Raising the TK and a Sooner dub tomorrow night. Boomer. I uh, I agree on all fronts there, and I know that we Love acted it. a little bit nervous today about the game. Oh my gosh, this might happen if they lose. They're not going to lose tomorrow. They're going to win. You're going by twenty. I'm going by nineteen. OU wins by nineteen convincingly. Nineteen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Said it doesn't okay. matter. So okay. Yeah. Nineteen point win. You know if if they get rolling, I mean there there definitely could be a little bit of a blowout factor. Because you're going to have a massive crowd. Make it hurt. There's going to be a, a lot of emotion in there, and if they have an opportunity to to get it rolling, and they hit some shots, and they jump out to a lead, and get a still and a breakaway alley oop, I, 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 I do think that there's a chance for a blowout. But you know, <laughs> I, I can't rule out anything so i'll be nervous watching just like everyone else uh hopefully the nervousness doesn't last very long maybe uh, a couple minutes into the game we start feeling a lot better about ourselves but you know it's just we've kind of been conditioned over the last couple of years to not take anything for granted at all right we've been, we've been through a lot yes been through the ring we're, we're, we're a fan base with a lot of scars you know, a lot of scars yeah. and stories to tell. So at times we're very pessimistic and expect the worst, especially when things, even when things go good. Oh God! Well, just wait till January; they'll blow it. Yeah. Second Randy well, Quaid movie reference today. We're Randy Quaid in Major <laughs> League. We're that fan. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm a little jelly because uh, everyone's going to be there having a good time with the red solo cups and. I'm buying a ticket. Partying, doing it. Are you? You're going, right? Are you? I mean, I might have to pay seventy bucks a ticket, but I just I feel like it's going to be one of those nights that because I suffer from FOMO, especially like an OU game that I'm not there at. I really right. get FOMO. I don't want to have FOMO when that game tips off. I, I want to be there. I think it's going to be I a special you. night. Yeah, six o'clock tip. Perfect timing uh, as well. Gonna be fun. Uh, all right, everyone, go out, be safe, but have fun. Take your red solo cups up there, and uh, let's get a bedlam victory. All right, you guys killed it on the text line as always. You drive the show. We're just along uh, for the ride. You know what time it is? Let's have an ice cold Pacifico. You don't have to go home, but you can. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, K R E F, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the K.